Good morning, everybody, and welcome to December the 11th, Wednesday in 2019 on When I Rise. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage that my wife, Ginger, offered up once again throughout the season of Advent, since we're in the third week of Advent. Advent only usually carries four passages a week for that Sunday, and so we have to pick a different one for the fifth day of the podcast. And so uh, Avery picked week one, Ezra uh, picked week two, and so Ginger's picking a passage from week three for week three, and she's going to take us to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 18, a verse that, or a passage of scripture that she's been meditating on in her own personal quiet time. So I'll read the passage, and I'll provide a couple of points of reflection, then we'll pray along its theme this morning. Thanks for making us part of your morning here at midweek on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise up to meet God together as we pray. Second Corinthians chapter four verses seven through eighteen. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death at, is at work in us, but life is at work within you. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have, this, uh, since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed, day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what on is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. This is the word of God for us. All right, let me share just a couple of points about uh, this passage before we turn to a time of prayer this morning. Uh, 2 Corinthians, a letter from Paul to the church in Corinth, and we think this is his second uh, correspondence with the church. There's evidence and there's suggestion that there's, there's perhaps six or seven different correspondences with the church in Corinth. But we know this is a heartfelt letter, and Paul's continuing to respond to some criticism, to some response that uh, he's received from the church. And this seems to be the second part of his defense of his ministry in the letter, what we call Second Corinthians. You'll note that early in um, the letter itself, Paul acknowledges that they've had some difficulty um, in their previous experience. Uh, he says in verse 8 of chapter 1, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we have experienced in the province of Asia. And uh, he goes into just some very real talk about some of the hardships that he has faced um, within his ministry for the sake of the church as he continues to give his life to the church. And so he comes back to that theme in verses 7 through 18, and he has this long list of hardships that he has faced, and he's got this rather eloquent way of talking about what seems like a miserable experience in this phase of his ministry. You'll notice he says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So Paul is not trying to sugarcoat his experience. He's honest about it. 
but he's also honest about how Jesus has sustained him um, through that hard part of his experience as a messenger of the gospel. I think Paul makes a couple important points here. That if you're going to lead, particularly lead in Jesus' name, that leadership is always cross-shaped um, in the Christian life. Um, he says that uh, even though he's struggling, he is facing forward in the midst of his struggle. That even if his ministry brings suffering, uh, Paul is ready for it. And he's not trying to glory in his suffering. And I think sometimes uh, some Christians out there uh, put themselves in impossible situations so that they can suffer. Have this like, I don't know, this loop of uh, trying to have an acute martyrdom and so they could feel all the feels for their faith. Paul's not suggesting that. He's, he's just saying this is the inevitable outworking of the ministry at that place in that time. That he's uh, struggling because of his call for the gospel. But he says this, that in weakness there is a great strength. I was reading some commentaries over this passage and one of the scholars on 2 Corinthians said that, that these sufferings that Paul lists are an, icon, sorry, an ironic badge of honor that he carries. And it's true that other orators in the Greco-Roman world at this time, they would list sufferings like Paul lists his sufferings in this way. But he's not listing his sufferings to try to elicit uh, some sympathy or empathy from his audience. He's actually trying to make a connection to Christ. He's almost saying that as Christ suffered, we suffer with him. And Paul's saying that we shouldn't be surprised if we do so. If we belong to Christ, we're going to glory in his glory. We're going to suffer as he suffers. Um, so he ultimately talks about his sufferings. He, in, in fact, boasts in his sufferings because ultimately it shows that he's connected to Christ. I think the image that I have is that um, this is kind of like a son uh, who wears the same number of his dad. Uh, if his dad was a ball player and the son grows up to be a ball player, it's not that he's wearing his dad's exact uniform, but it, as he wears his uniform number, he has this ligament of connection with what his dad has been able to do. Sure, he's playing for a team and with others, but he's also playing connected to his dad at the same time. And I think this is what Paul is doing as he goes from place to place, as he shares the message of Jesus, he does so in honoring Christ and in a connection with Christ. And I think that that is a reminder to us that we're not in the Christian faith just because of the benefits that it brings, but ultimately we, we take all of it. I mean, there are some obvious uh, hazards in becoming a Christian, particularly as we navigate this world around us, um, but we don't uh, use that as a way to boast, uh, but, we, but we use it as, as a way to remind ourselves that if Christ experienced these things and we experience those things, that we have his presence with us as we do so. And so maybe this is the call for prayer this morning is that we're reminded that when we embrace Christ, we embrace all of the Christian life, uh, the, the, um, the blessings that it brings, the ease that it brings, the comfort that it brings, but also the challenges that it brings. And so may you and I continue to sign up for Christ and to be a follower of Christ, even though it might bring uh, hardships along with the blessings. So let's spend some time praying that God would comfort us and inspire us in the midst of those challenges this morning. Lord God, as we allow our souls to rise up to meet you this morning, we are grateful for a new day. We are grateful uh, that you cause us to give it time of reflection as we face our day and as we face you and as we seek to want to follow Jesus into the world around us. We thank you for a time that we can pause and reflect and we can encounter you, that we can seek you and that we can find you this morning. And so we thank you that you're not a God who stands way far off, who's unapproachable. We thank you that in Christ, uh, who is interceding for us and praying for us, 
you allow us to have a, a way to to meet with you and to reason with you and to ask for your help once again. God, we reflect on the Christian life and we thank you that you saw fit in your plan to include us into your family, uh, that you gave us the faith and the grace uh, to be a part of your family. And so God, we rejoice in that this morning. We have hearts filled with gratitude uh, because we didn't, we weren't left abandoned um, in our sin, but because of Christ and his work on the cross, um, that record of sins against you has been forgiven. It's been forgotten and you allow us to be cleansed and to be brought into your family. And so God, we are grateful for salvation this morning. God, we also thank you that Christianity is a way of life and we understand that there are times where that benefits us greatly in this world. Um, we know that we have a loving community around us, that we have a way to face uncertainty of what ha- might happen for us because we know that you're already there and you are never leave us or forsake us, that you'll never abandon us, that you're with us as we journey with you. God, we also know that just as the world rejected you, it rejects your people. And that causes us to have a great pause and to reflect further. God, we, we will be tempted this day to... Uh, if it's a decision to follow you or to follow the way of the world, uh, we'll be tempted to follow the way of the world many times over. But we thank you that you sustain us once more and that you forgive us and that you give us the courage to follow you. And so God, this day, we thank you for our brother Paul who uh, mentions that if he does suffer, it's because you suffered. And so God, I pray that each of us would internalize and reflect and respond today and and follow you, that we'd uh, be eager to learn the way of Christ and to follow the way of salvation all the way to its end and ramifications and conclusions, and that we would have a joy in following you, whether that be towards ease and comfort, or whether that be towards uh, bewilderment and discomfort and suffering and challenges. I pray that we trust you in the days ahead, in the moments ahead, and that we would be eager to follow you. We thank you for another place in Paul's writing where he says, that you are making your people who are your very own eager to do what is good. And God, may there not be a, a disdain in following you today um, or a, a despondency in following you today or, or a, a hesitancy to follow you today, but I pray that you would give us your spirit in order that there might be an eagerness to follow you today. And may we find your way to be the only wise way, and may we be blessed because we do so. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.